Welcome to episode 27 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. What better time to talk about the in-laws than right before Christmas? There are many stages to the journey of creating a better relationship with our son-in-laws and our daughter-in-laws and even our extended in-law families. If you are new to this journey of having in-laws, Get an early start, creating what you want. If you've been a mother-in-law for a while, let's talk about building that trust. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together, we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. So there are several stages in our journey of being a mother-in-law. First of all, there's a dating stage where you're looking for all the reasons why to like this person or not like this person. What's coming up for you? What's happening in your relationship? Your children start disappearing. They start dating someone and then it's all about the other person and it's no longer about the family. Then, of course, meeting this person. Now you're meeting this person for the very first time and you're wondering, where is this going to go? How is this going to go? Then there's the wedding. The wedding brings out the worst in people. It's just a fact and it's okay. Weddings and funerals bring out the worst in people, including our in-laws. Now that wedding might produce bridezilla or it might produce some stress between families. Differences of opinions, talking about one another. There might be several things that come up during a wedding. Just be aware of them. Notice them. Notice what's happening. The other two stages might happen at different times, but grandchildren and, of course, holidays. Having grandchildren. How much time do you get to spend with your grandchildren? How much time do you get to spend during the holidays? And, of course, there's the extended in-law family. So these are all different stages, and we get to choose how we want to interact with our in-laws. Now, Hollywood doesn't help us in this area. They've come out with several comedy films about in-laws. The in-law, the outlaw, monster-in-law, meeting the parents, get out, father of the bride, who's coming to dinner, my big fat Greek wedding. Sweet Home Alabama, Why Him, Meet the Fockers, 
Murder in Law. There are all kinds of movies out there. So why is this so entertaining? Well, of course it's entertaining when we have in-laws. Our child is pulling away, traditions are changing, and emotions are running high. It makes sense that it becomes a comedy in Hollywood, especially when we feel so terrible. Our emotions are high, we're upset, we're wondering if we're losing our children. Things don't look the way that we expected them to look. Now, there's also another family involved. And that brings up a lot of emotions that we didn't even know we had. Maybe you've never been a jealous person and all of a sudden you're experiencing jealousy for the first time in your life. So why is this such a big problem? Well, we didn't really even consider it. We didn't consider it when our kids were younger. Maybe we had these hidden expectations like we talked about in the last episode. We have these expectations that we never really brought forth and we considered. We never communicated these expectations. We never understood ourselves if these expectations were realistic or not. Because they just came from our primitive brain. And they told us that our kids should flock home after they meet someone. And we should all be one big happy family. And everyone should get along. We see them at their worst. We see our in-laws at their worst. We see our son-in-law who's stressed out when he has kids and he is frustrated with his children. We see our daughter-in-laws at their wedding. We see our in-laws at their worst. But here's the thing. The reason why we, we make this a big problem is that we're not invested in them yet. We haven't fallen in love with them like we have our own children. Maybe they're just not fitting in well. Maybe they're super quiet. Maybe they're intimidated by mom. Maybe they're intimidated by dad. And so they just stay quiet and they whisper to their spouse and you're wondering, okay, what's happening here? Today, there's also this thing called the blended family. And we experience issues with those in-laws as well. And we have this expectation that our son-in-law and daughter-in-law need to blend in with our family because that's the way other generations have been. It's no longer that way. We need to make the effort to help them blend in. We need to develop a relationship with our son-in-law and our daughter-in-law. We need to make them feel comfortable because we actually will make them feel super uncomfortable. We didn't consider their family at all when they got together. We didn't really consider what family dynamics that they had. We just make this assumption that their family is like our family. And this couldn't be further from the truth. For example, my daughter-in-law has a family that has everyone over for a holiday. Everyone's talking at the same time. Everyone is, is over-talking one another. They're having a good time. And then there's me, who is very low-key. When they come to my house, they might be even a little bored. 
and it makes them feel uncomfortable. There's not as much to do. There's not as much activity going on. There's different family dynamics. Understanding those family dynamics is really important to creating a really solid relationship with your son-in-law or daughter-in-law. We don't even bother to ask what the family looks like. We don't ask about their family. We don't ask them how they grew up, where they grew up. We may not show any interest in their side of the family, which creates this separation. This creates that we don't care. And it really couldn't be further from the truth. It's just that we didn't understand how to even play by the rules. We didn't even understand that there were rules. So why is this a huge problem? They didn't really consider it. They had hidden expectations that they were going to spend every Christmas with their parents or they were going to live in the same way and we were going to be the same as their family. They see us at our worst. They get to experience us during the wedding and see us act out, see us have opinions. They are not in love with us. They expect us to blend in with their family. We're not fitting in well. That's another reason. That creates a big problem in our relationship. We make them feel uncomfortable. They don't consider our family and what our family was like. What our family's like when we get together. What do we like to do? How do we like to celebrate? They don't communicate what they want the family to look like. Again, this is where we need to examine our own beliefs and our own expectations of what family should look like. And can it look both ways? Stick that word and instead of or in the middle. Don't tell yourself it either needs to look like our family or it needs to look like their family. It can look like both. Examine your beliefs and your expectations. Are you sharing your expectations? Are you making those requests? Are you inviting them over? Are you being flexible? Are you even creating loving boundaries where you need to create boundaries? Are you extending yourself? Are you asking them their opinions? Are you asking them to share who they are? Ask the questions. Have discussions and be willing to listen without judgment. Look for evidence that things are going right with your in-laws. Look for evidence as to how you can love your son-in-law. All the reasons why you can love your son-in-law and all the reasons that you can love your daughter-in-law. What is going right? Are they good parents? Are you building that trust? Are you reaching out? If I had to do it all over again, I would definitely have done it differently. I didn't do a great job in this area. I didn't extend that welcome. I just assumed subconsciously that somehow they were going to fit in. I didn't look for the evidence that things were going right. I looked for the evidence that things were going wrong. 
again, just like last week, decide that you're going to be 100% responsible for creating that new relationship. Even if you've been in a relationship with them for a while and it's not going well, be willing to keep trying. Create ways to connect with your son-in-law and your daughter-in-law. Be willing to try things again and again and again. Be willing to fail. Be willing to take two steps forward and three steps back. It's going to happen. Sometimes we're going to get it right and other times we're going to get it wrong. It's okay. Being responsible for the relationship is freeing. Being responsible for reaching out means that we're not putting any expectations on them to be and act a certain way. Create ways to connect. If their family enjoys certain things, try to create a little bit of that. Try to create that for them. Try to create that closeness with them. And then, by all means, manage your emotions around this. Their behavior, what they say and what they do, is really not about you. They may have their own insecurities. Let them manage those things. You don't need to manage that. You just need to manage your own emotions. You need to feel your own emotions and ask yourself, are they really something worth feeling? Are they really true? Is it true? Is it a fact? Is this something that I can work with? Be compassionate. Be compassionate with yourself. Be compassionate and open to understanding all sides of the relationship. Now, a lot of times when you work with me, I take you through doing your thoughts, your feelings, and then whatever you do or don't do based on your feelings. Sometimes I like to take another person that I may be struggling with understanding. Like, I don't quite understand where they're coming from. And this might be a son-in-law and it might be a daughter-in-law. So I sit down and I write, okay, what are they doing or what are they not doing? And the example I have, they don't talk. They don't want to be around us. They act like they don't want to be here. They avoid family events. They become quiet or angry. They come up with excuses. You get this sideways glance or you see them glancing over at their spouse like you just said something wrong. What might they be feeling in that moment? One word, what might they feel that is causing them to do all of these things? It might feel, as an example, uncomfortable. And so when they feel uncomfortable, they're going to clam up. They're going to avoid family events. They might become angry. And they come up with excuses not to be around us. And yeah, they give those side glances to their spouse. So because they feel uncomfortable, what might they be thinking? In this particular example, I've never been accepted for who I am in their family. 
That might be something that they're thinking. So how can we as mother-in-laws overcome that? How can we connect with our kids better? What does that look like? Well, it looks different for every single family, every single son-in-law, every single daughter-in-law. You have to be willing to try different things. And you have to be a supportive mother-in-law. And what I mean by that is supporting their relationship, not coming in between it. This was a real kicker for me when I read in Matthew 19, 4 through 6. Don't you know, in the beginning, the creator made man and woman. That's why a man leaves his father and mother and gets married. He becomes like one person with his wife. Then they are no longer two people, but one. And no one should separate a couple God has joined together. So interesting. That brings up an emotion in me. Like I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for that kind of relationship. I didn't think about it ahead of time. I didn't consider it ahead of time and how it was going to impact our family dynamic. So yeah, I'm, I misbehaved. I didn't reach out. I expected them to. If I could do it all over again, I would do it differently. So what about the extended in-laws? Now, there are times that you might feel left out. There are times where you might even feel hurt or rejected that they spend more time with your in-laws side of the family. Of course, that's normal. That's normal to feel a little hurt, a little pain inside of our bodies. But don't compare yourself to this other side of the family. When we remove that comparison, we remove the hurt. Being jealous of an extended family will make you bitter. It will create reasons for you to look for those things that are going wrong. Don't stalk them on social media and find out what they're doing every holiday. Stop doing that. It hurts. That's just feeding that emotion of jealousy that makes you feel terrible. Don't talk about them to other members of the family. There's no reason to do that. When we feel jealous, we feel like we have to go out and convince everyone else why they shouldn't like this person. And this is dangerous. This can create a wedge between the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law or mother-in-law and son-in-law. Ask for what you need. Ask your family for what you need and be flexible with the dates. You don't have to have things happen on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You don't have to expect that on Mother's Day, they're going to spend the day with you. But you could ask for what you need and be flexible with the dates. Stop becoming part of the problem. Become part of the solution. Look for ideas to connect with your kids. Look for ideas to connect with your in-laws. I want you to sit down this week and I want you to think about ways that you can connect 
with your daughter-in-law or your son-in-law. Ways that you can get to know them. Things that you're curious about. Ask about what they're doing. Be interested in who they are. Welcome them into your family. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.